your family will want you not to do your dreams, not to follow your dreams. You know why? Because it's not their dreams and it's scary for them and they love you so freaking much that they do not want you to fail. So as a result, they will project their fears onto you. You are an engineer. You're smart. You've worked hard. You've been dedicated to one of the world's most needed professions. And now it's your turn to build some passive income. This is Engineers That Invest. You want financial freedom and security, and we're about to teach you how to do it through investing in commercial real estate. On this show, you'll get educated and inspired on building that passive income. Get ready to learn how to retire on your own terms. This is Engineers That Invest, and now your host, Nde Kimbang. In today's episode... I am interviewing Justin Wozniak, also known as the Cash Flow Cowboy. When I tell you that the amount of gems that was dropped in this episode, you do not want to miss out. So before we even get into the episode, please, as I've said, this podcast is free. So all I need you to do is like and leave a review and share this with a friend. Let me give you a little bit of background about the cash flow cowboy. So Justin was once a highly recruited engineer, graduated at the top of his class, but became a full-time multifamily real estate investor and entrepreneur at the age of 25. He worked for just two years. Are you guys hearing this? He studied engineering for four years and then worked for two years before becoming full-time within real estate. With over $1 million in equity and $130,000 in wholesale profits in the last two years, Justin is an expert at finding off-market and direct-to-seller deals. You guys want to learn more about him? You can check him out on all of his social medias at Cowboy, as he logs his journey to 300 units by 30 years old. So let me tell you something. This episode is inspirational. He goes into how you can build trust despite your family not believing you. And he tells about his whole journey of how he plans to go get 300 units by 30 years old. So, hey, without further ado, let's hop into this episode. Oh, man, we're here with the Cash Flow Cowboy. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? First of all, where is that name from? Cash Flow Cowboy. When I first got it started in the real estate, I think we were like waiting to meet an owner or something like that. It was, and we just stopped in like a boot city type place in the Midwest, got a couple cowboy hats on. And next thing you know, we're cash flow cowboys taking pictures with the fake cattle out front and it stuck. I think everyone in the, in my network enjoyed it, thought it was funny and it was catchy enough to get us engineers and other W2 professionals to actually watch my videos because I wore a freaking cowboy hat. And that's what the goal of your podcast is in my social media stuff is like, hey, how do we encourage our engineering brothers and sisters out there to invest? And if I'm wearing a cowboy hat, that means you're going to watch my video, then I'll be the cash flow cowboy. I don't care. Whatever gets you investing because it is 
you know, the Mandalorian, this is the way type situation. Yes, sir. So I would love to know a little bit about your background prior to becoming Cash Floyd Cowboy when you were Justin working as an engineer and just scoring up. Left yeah, just a simple old Justin. So I, I come from a engineering tree. So my grandfather engineering, my dad engineering, and I did engineering. Who would have thought, right? So I went into mechanical engineering was my major, my background. And I went to Florida State University for undergrad in Tallahassee, Florida, and I actually did really well. So the reason I mentioned doing really well is I'm not here to brag or whatever. I know engineering is a very difficult major. I ended up graduating top of my class of engineering. But with that being said, I am now full-time real estate multifamily investor. And so I didn't just go into real estate because... I wasn't very good at engineering and I didn't have another option, right? I did it as a conscious choice because of the upside of it, right? I was, I didn't want to necessarily go work what seems like a million hours forever, hope the 401k works out, retire at age 60, right? I wanted something. I wanted to go after the financial freedom. And so I made the decision after just two years in corporate America which is crazy to some people. I spent more time getting that engineering degree, right? Than I did using it. I transitioned full-time into real estate from the engineer, from the W2 engineering, where I worked as in the pharmaceutical world at a top pharma company in Indianapolis. Made the transition and it's been, I don't know, it's been a wild ride, but it's really worked out. Okay. So after two years, so please, how old are you? I'm 28 years young. So you made the transition at 26 25, or 25? Yep. Middle of COVID, actually, which is crazy. I decided to leave my safe, secure job in the middle of COVID. But hey, that's just how life is sometimes. Okay. And for some of our listeners, they're probably thinking that confused and how that is just not possible. Probably been working at their job 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, and can't imagine that someone was able to leave after just two years. So can you please explain how you were able to do that? Do you just have the sauce? I'd like to think I have the sauce, but let's be honest. The real estate, the most amount of millionaires are in real estate. So there's a lot of people with the sauce that are doing it. They just have to commit and jump into it. But I'll give you the cash flow cowboy blueprint, which was is a little bit crazy, right? Definitely not for everyone listening. So just I'll preface that. I'll let you know how I did it and then how I would suggest if you are 10 year in your engineering job or 15 years or even just W2, whoever is listening, maybe you have a family or kids or something like that. You might, you're going to need a different route to get to the full-time investor, right? So cash flow cowboy method. I was 25. I did not have a wife. I did not have kids. Okay. I could live off ramen noodles if I needed to. So that helps with the transition. There's not, I don't have a ton of bills or responsibilities. So I can make a kind of riskier decision to go into real estate full time. Now, what I did while I was still an engineer is I did a house hack. So I went and I bought a two unit property. I renovated the basement into a unit and I checked my pride at the door and I lived in a basement while I made a 
ton of freaking money on that property, renting out the upstairs to a nice medical school couple and their pets. They paid more than my mortgage. They paid for all the expenses. And I still walked home with a hundred. And then if you count the fact that I didn't pay rent, right? Technically I have a unit that I was living in. You're looking at 900 for a comparable unit in the area. That's like a thousand dollars of cash flow every month. Absolutely ridiculous. But I lived in the basement of a unit. So a lot of people wouldn't do that, right? But I knew what my goal was financial freedom and to make that transition. So I essentially stacked capital for a while. So I was saving money in the job because we all have nice paying engineering jobs. It's part of the reason why we probably chose the major in the first place. So then I had a nice nest egg. I had the house hack. So I had low living expenses, didn't have all the bills of kids or wife or family. I could do that transition. But when I was still in engineering, I was educating myself. I was listening to podcasts like yours. I was reading books. I was going on bigger pockets. So I felt knowledgeable enough to do that. And that's what I did. I made the transition. And then I actually was like a realtor broker for 12 months while I made commissions to learn more about the business, right? I worked with just investors. I helped them buy two units, four units, up to a 16-unit apartment building. I helped transact for someone where other people were making the long-term wealth, but I was at least learning. Okay, that's the cash flow cowboy approach. A little bit riskier. My family thought I was crazy. I do not recommend this unless you have an absolute crazy amount of hustle and you are okay with the risks that are involved there. Now, if you're like most who are not ready for that, maybe you have family and stuff, you need to start replacing the active income with passive income, and that is via real estate, right? Whether you're going to be a, a limited partner on a syndication, right? Which I'm sure you can help people out with that. Or a joint venture where you partner up with someone who might know a little bit more about real estate and you just bring the capital, you contribute capital towards it so that you're now in on these deals and they start producing cash flow. You start refinancing them in the future. You pull out the equity. So you're, now you're getting, you're getting replacement of that active income. And it's going to take longer. It's, if you can do one property a year for the next 10 years, you will be absolutely blown away at how wealthy you are as an individual. One single property. It's not that the first one will be a little challenging. It's hard to get over. But after that, you're good. Like it's a consistent, you just be consistent. One a year, one a year. Next 10 years, you're top 1% of all your friends as far as wealth. So that's what I would recommend is do it a little slower, but you still need to be investing in real estate. So you need to be saving as much money as you can to put into income producing assets. And real estate produces the most millionaires in the world. There's a reason for it. It's not some get rich quick type scheme, right? This is a wealth building over time. And save up as much as you can, start replacing the active income. And once you get enough passive income, then it makes sense to go ahead and leave your W-2, and then you can spend all your time finding more deals. And that way, then you see the exponential growth that's possible. Oh, man. Yeah, Mike, yeah that's it. There you go. Guys, if you just listened in, you got everything you needed, right? Yeah, for me, I took that cash flow cowboy method. 
started with house hacking. I actually lived in my first place where it was a three bed, three bath, rented out two of the rooms while I also lived there that paid for the mortgage plus some. Then I moved out and then it was cash flowing amazing. And then did rinse the repeat, did it again. Where actually where I currently live, I live with one of my, so it's a, it's a four bed, three bath. The main floor, I live with one of my friends. He rents for me. And then the basement, I actually have that as an Love Airbnb. It. So two, one. The reason why I did that as an Airbnb is, hey, if I have family who come into town, I can just take it off of Airbnb. They can stay there, but, but they're not in town that much. And when they aren't, I'm making cash flow from that. So I personally haven't paid for living expenses in three years. That's, that's really been great. Able to you house, you had the house hack yeah, by making a short-term rental in there as well, where the income just goes up even more. I love that. And I think a lot of people forget yeah. that renting to family and friends is you own the building. So they're paying down your mortgage for you and they're building the equity in the property for you. And it's, you're going to have them as roommates anyways, but might as well own the property while you do it. So you're built, you're building the wealth during. Yeah. My. My first place that I lived at, which when I moved out and I had never paid for living expenses while well, the equity had gone up over a year and a half that I was able to take out a heat to be able to help me to be able to purchase this new place. Even though I didn't use the full HELOC, but I was able to get a $50,000 HELOC based on just living at the place for a year and a half for free to help me get this new place to also live for free and pay for that. And that's really been able to help me to build that capital and building that equity as I'm continuously now investing. Yeah. In house hack is, I, is the number one. If you want to learn real estate, do a house hack. If you want to get into it, do a house hack. That is like start here type situation is do a house hack. So then for you, did you have any initial hesitations or reservations before you made that transition to what we call the secure W-2 to full-time yeah, real estate. Of course you're going to have. So let's talk about that secure. I love that you mentioned secure W-2 because that's what engineering is, right? That's why most of us went into it. And for me, it was like my family had a huge reason why I was doing engineering was because that's what they did, right? Of course, I'm going to die. Go get a safe, secure job. So if you look back just over the course of generations of my family, right? Last name is Wozniak, Polish, right? So great-grandfather migrates to, to America after a, a scuffle turns into, he actually, the scuffle turned into where he actually killed a German, his German commanding officer. So not good situation, has to flee Poland with no, nothing, literally nothing, shows up to America, absolutely nothing, migrates to the Midwest where they, start building a life for themselves. And if you look at the past, my photos and stuff of my family, it's, it, they're, it's very poor, right? And so as a result, this scarcity mindset gets built out of survival. So I'm not knocking them at all. This is out of survival. It had to happen, but it starts getting passed down for generation to generation. And then it comes and it manifests to me so many out there, middle class, especially of go to school, work your tail off, get a safe, secure job, safe, secure. You probably, everyone's parents have probably told you this. 
and then go work for someone else your entire life. Work hard. The harder you work, the better. And then eventually, if your 401k worked out or a generation ago, if your pension works out, then when you're later in life, you can finally enjoy it with the last couple of years that you have left in life when you go and retire, quote unquote, retire. That was what we are preaching to our kids. And so if you thought COVID was the pandemic, this is the real pandemic out there. The silent killer of dreams and wealth is right there. That is what I was taught. And that is what I did. But I got fortunate enough to meet people who were investors and business owners, just happenstance, right? And talk to them about something different. And that is jumping the cash flow quadrant for all of you who have read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, jumping from the employee side to the investor in the business side. And that is where the real wealth is. And the reason why we want to do that is because it allows us freedom over our time. The passive income means we can still make money while we sleep. And as a result, we can spend our time with our family and friends and traveling, whatever you like to do, and not have to work more to get more money, which is the issue, right? So that's what I was taught. And I'm glad that I met the right people to get me pointed in the right direction. But for all the, everyone out there that's listening, it's not too late to get pointed in the right direction. It's just, you got to understand the mindset that was passed to you and you might to be the only one in your family that's doing something different. And it's going to be scary. And it was so scary for me. I am the only one in my family doing real estate investing. But very similar, a lot of you, you could be the first one in your family who went to college, right? That's a huge accomplishment. You have to pave the way so that the rest of your future generations, the wealth that you build can get passed on to your family. And you can be the example of why you know, your family deserves something better. And so it was crazy scary to answer your question. But when you have a why that's more powerful than you're scared of, then it works. Hey man, I feel that a hundred percent. It's like that immigrant mindset. Exactly. For example, me, my parents immigrated from Cameroon and my dad was the first one to come here. He was going to university while also working multiple jobs at the same time to pay his tuition. And of course, you would need to get that secure degree, secure job, because there's no one to fall back on. If he fails, he's going and sleeping in the streets. He's not going back to Cameroon like this. He's in foreign land. So naturally, it makes sense. And I think especially what I've seen, especially within my circle of us who are like first generation American, where naturally our parents will have that limiting mindset and it makes sense based off of how they were born and raised. But the reality is we have more opportunities, right? They made those yeah. sacrifices so that we don't have to. Because a lot of times what I think about is I have the privilege to take tries and try new things because the reality is if I fail, I can go sleep on my parents' yeah, couch. It's true. <laughs> That's the reality of it. Like I can go and do that. 
he didn't really have that mentality. They didn't have that. So I think that is, I think what you really brought up makes so much sense to me. And it's something that I've personally seen in my life is when you are looking at the people who are the most quote unquote successful financially or even time-wise, it's not those who stick to the status quo. They create things that people like, especially I know in my community, we go to parties. People love all the music. They're dancing and jovial. When you hear that your child wants to become a musician, you're so angry. Oh my gosh, how dare they? How, how, how can you do such a thing? It's not secure. It's not this. You're going to be broke. But it's like, there yes. are opportunities. You have to, so that's actually incredible. I love your story. The fact that you're totally right. At the end of the day, if things didn't work out, you still have the fallback, which is their sacrifice paves the way for your advancement, right? And you get to stand on the shoulders of giants, right? Your parents set the, set you up to have these opportunities, right? So now you have an obligation to them to take advantage of them and grow, right? And a lot of times people want the comfort because the comfort zone means you're, is not a growth zone. Comfort zone is so that you feel good and you just go through the day-to-day. Because at the end of the day, trigger warning, a lot of you will be in your job and it's more comfortable to go home and complain about your stupid boss and stupid manager who's super annoying, that's pissing you off every single day. But you'll still go back the next day because it's the safe and secure thing to do, right? But for the entrepreneur or the investor, you have to get out of that comfort zone. Now, it's a lot easier when you work with people like yourself and you help them get out of their comfort zone by providing investment opportunities, right? Passive investment opportunities so they can start building up the wealth that they need, the passive investments that they need so they feel comfortable exiting number two or maybe going after a W-2 job that might not pay as much, but it's something that they love, that they enjoy. And when they, when you do that, right, and you have the actions to back up your decisions, you can go to your family and you can be at these fun family events and they see you walking around with confidence, with maybe you pulled up in a nice new car. I'm not saying cars material, but maybe you have, you, sh- you show that you're secure with your actions outside of the job title is what people think makes you secure. So that's what I'll have to say about that. I love your story. I resonate so much with that. And what I'll leave everyone off with as far as family, and you're going to, I know you're going to agree with this. Your family will want you not to do your dreams, not to follow your dreams. You know why? Because it's not their dreams and it's scary for them. And they love you so freaking much that they do not want you to fail. So as a result, they will project their fears onto you. So you'll come to them and you'll say, hey, I just listened to this awesome podcast with Cashflow Cowboy. And he's pushing me towards real estate investing. I want to, I think I want to start learning about real estate investing. And your parents will be like, Uncle Al did real estate and his house burned down. Never do that. That was a waste of his money. Real estate's the worst thing in the world. And they were just 
they'll just spew negativity all after it. And you're like, okay, I'm not doing real estate. That sounds horrible. Why would I ever do that? But the reality is one, they've either never done it themselves. So their opinion shouldn't matter when it comes to real estate investing. You should be listening to other investors who have a bunch of real estate because yep. they're the ones to listen to. And then two, it's just a fear of you failing. That's all it is. They love you. They don't want you to fail. So keep that in mind that maybe if you really need their approval to do something, it might be tough because they're not always going to approve because they just simply don't want you to fail. And taking risks means potential of failure, but it also means the potential of massive growth. So with that, what triggered your interest in real estate? So one was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the book. Robert Kiyosaki is a great book for the little purple book that a lot of people read initially. So that got me at least thinking about being an investor and being a business owner, entrepreneur. But it was people who I knew from my community that have done real estate. We were at a Christmas party. Sat down around the park, around the fire outside. One of the, one of the gentlemen that just happens to be there at the same time, he didn't know at the time, but owned a bunch of storage units and started talking to him about, Hey, I'm thinking I'm going to go work this pharmaceutical job. I graduated in a couple months and uh, really the only advice he gave me, right? It was a great conversation. It really changed how I viewed my job and what I was doing was he said, buy one property a year for the next 10, 15 years, right? And I mentioned this earlier, 10, 15 years. And you will be able to have control over your life, right? You'll have the equity and the cash flow from that that allow you to transition jobs if you want or retire or just simply, you know, take all that extra income and go travel a bunch. Who knows? Just enjoy life. And he said it crystal clear, resonates with me every single day. And so the interactions that you have with people who have done it is very important. So that's as far as my advice to everyone, get around people that are doing what you want, right? If you want to become a successful real estate investor, reach out, connect with real estate people. If you want to become a successful, I don't know, something to do with stocks or investments like that, like connect with people who do day trading well or whatever that do investments well or business owners, right? If you want to go run a business, and listen to their opinions and go lean on them to help you because they've done it and they were, they are the blueprint to success. That's exactly why you created this podcast, Engineers That Invest, because with our company, Proportunity Partners, we have the big goal to help a thousand engineers invest passively in commercial real estate by 2030 so that they'll be able to be able to live life on their own. It's just like with what you had mentioned, there are several people who love their job and not the outcome is not necessarily always leaving your job, but be able to work on your own terms. You might be, you might want to work a different job. You might want to have more flexibility and that is that goal. Yeah. And I think that's phenomenal. A lot of people too love their jobs. And I think like I've talked to my fiance about this and she's sometimes it seems like you're so anti W2 and I'm like, in my situation, I didn't enjoy my job, but a lot of people do. So how do you, how do you still love your job and then also be pursuing this passive income, real estate investing stuff? It's like, it gives you so much flexibility. Take all the money that you make and go travel the world. 
you can still work your job, but you now have experiences. Just you get the flexibility of knowing I don't have to work a billion hours to create the lifestyle that I want. I have money that's generating money while I sleep. And that is a beautiful thing. And it's not, I think a lot of the engineers were logical. Most of us have the logic, right? We're math, science, we were excelled at, right? So when people present stuff like real estate investing or something like that, what's that? You're like, okay, what's the catch? No, what's the catch? What do you guys? The catch is the most millionaires in the world are in real estate. So it's already proven, right? There's the facts for you, the stats for you right there. And the second thing is if anyone is preaching get rich quick in real estate, that's don't, that don't go after that. That's not what we're preaching here. We're preaching wealth building and you, and that you have created a vehicle for engineers to start building that wealth, right? This is a long-term game, but at the end of the long-term game, you have so much accumulated capital investments and time that you now have such a better life than if you were to try to do the corporate ladder climbing route of through your W-2, whether you love it or not, that's just such, there's something easier out there. So go do that. I know we as engineers like the hard, challenging problem. You can solve problems in real estate, okay? There's plenty of them out there, but work, work smarter, not harder is all I have to encourage our friends out there. So what are you focused on in real estate currently? Where, where's that cash flow? Yeah, so I invest from? in the Midwest, which kind of helps with the cash flow. There's Florida and, and Texas and other markets are more like appreciation. You can get the huge value of your property can go up. And the other thing is I do multifamily. So apartment buildings, I essentially buy apartment buildings. We'll do some sort of fix up, whether it's renovations or we're putting a good management team in place. And then that is boosting the value of the property because the value of the property is tied to the performance of that property. So if we make it perform better, which is, hey, there's a there's an engineering problem for you right there. How do I increase income, decrease expenses, right? There's a problem that I get to solve every day with my engineering degree. And so that's what we do. We boost the NOI and then we look to either refinance that property and pull out a lot of that equity that we've created or just hold it and just keep collecting the cash flow. And do you do these through syndications, through JV? How do you yep. have those? Yep. Good question. So most of what we've done so actually all of what we've done so far are off market deals. So directly negotiating with the owners of the properties, the sellers. So not through a broker or real estate agent. Builds a full that's a full business, right? It's not it's nice to say, but you have to build a business around that. And then Two is that they are all joint ventures so far. And the reason they're joint ventures is they actually, as far as price point to purchase, have been not, not super expensive. If they start becoming more expensive, like multiple millions of dollars to purchase, then we will end up syndicating, which have a good chance our next deal is going to be a syndication, just simply based off how we've scaled. So like we just were, we just finished raising, putting together a partnership for a 27 unit apartment building in Indianapolis, right? We're assuming the existing loan from the seller, which is great. A lot of you have probably heard interest rates are through the roof. Some of you are looking to buy a house right now. You can't because interest rates are through the roof. It's the same thing for buying 
multifamily properties, when their rates are up, it makes it harder to get debt. So we're assuming a 364 interest rate, which is awesome. And then the seller is actually going to reinvest some of his proceeds into the deal. So that brought down the amount of capital that we needed up front. So we were able to do it as a joint venture. So essentially we need, after all that was said and done, after my contributions and my partner's contributions, we needed to find $600,000 from capital partners. And we were able to do that with, I think it was four or five, five capital partners. So we did JV, seven people, JV. We're all going to have some sort of roles and responsibilities. And we're going to be able to own a 27 unit apartment building in nine miles from downtown in Oh, man. And if I understand correctly, within these two years, you've already built over 1 million in equity. Like, how's your. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to get the stats. Let's go on the stat sheet. So, we've done over eight properties now in the last, this is just in the last, since February 2021 was when I said to myself, I'm done being a realtor broker and helping other people make their wealth, right? I want to start buying them myself. And so February, 2021 was when I made that decision. And now we're what, two, two and a half years, just under two and a half years. And we've done over eight transactions, including this 27 unit. So five of them we're going to own. And then there's been three that we've actually wholesaled, which we can touch on in a little bit that interests you that much, but wholesaled. So of those five, we've created a million dollars worth of equity. And that is just simply by boosting the performance at those assets. And now they are worth much more. So we're looking to refinance them, pull out that capital, maybe put in the, put in the next deal and just keep doing that velocity of money so that we can just keep, we essentially took capital, we took money and now it's one property and then it's monopoly, right? Now we're trading two properties to go buy a bigger property and then just so on and so forth. So that's essentially what we're doing right now. So over a million in equity. And then on those wholesales, we've made over 130,000 alone on wholesale profit. And correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were working as an engineer during that time, did you ever make a million within two years? No, I actually, I think people should like go write down your salary and then go write down like, all right, let's say you get three promotions, right? Where are you at your director's salary or whatever at that point? How long is it going to take you to create a million dollars, create a million dollars worth of wealth? I don't 15, 20 years, maybe like, I don't even know, probably maybe more. And we were able to do that in two years. So the catch of real estate is that if you do it correctly and you were still hustling and grinding just as hard as I was as an engineer, I'm still solving just as many problems as I was an engineer. It's just the results are better. You're getting, I'm just getting more compensation almost in a sense for those same results. And so it seems like that concept of security, the real security is a secure top level of how high yep. you can get. Because that's where it seems a lot of real security has come from. And right? I, the funny thing is at this point, I think real estate is more secure than my engineering job was. And the reason why is COVID, I think, showed a lot of people that if the business, the company that you work for is not doing well, 
doesn't matter how long you've worked there, doesn't matter how smart you are, doesn't matter anything. If the business isn't doing well, they have to lay off people. They have to let people go. And next thing, that secure job is gone. And as a result, all you have is the skills that you've developed as an engineer. And hey, those are incredible skills that they can accomplish. They're the reason why we advance so quickly is because of engineers and medical doctors and stuff like that, the STEM fields. But if you don't also have an understanding of how money works and investing, then you have let, there's, there is a lack of security in life because you are tied to that job. And if that job, for some reason, like obviously a global pandemic is not going to happen every year, but if for some reason, maybe the business goes under and you're out searching for a job, like you, there goes your security. It's gone overnight. So real estate, I have properties that are there. They're, it's there. That's my, there's my money. There's my retirement. It's just sitting there in the dirt and you can't take that away from it. So that's like the beautiful thing is now where we're at is the security is I feel much more secure than I ever did in my engineering. Look at big tech, meta and all of these places. They just wake up 16,000 people gone, 10,000 gone. They just see you as a number and it's how secure is that yeah, really? It's tough. I know it's scary because I know a lot of the audience are probably work hard, hard workers, incredibly smart people, but just, Hey, just maybe this is a little wake up call that hey, start learning a little bit more about money and how money works in the world, because you don't want to be stuck with your pants down, not knowing what. Exactly. Which is the same reason why I'm transitioning to focus more on real Love estate it. and get there too, man. So now we're going to get into the last part of our interview. We ask these five questions to every single guest, and you've actually hit on quite a bit of them already. And this is what we call the rapid blueprint. So what's one book every engineer turned investor should read? You're going to love this one. I actually wonder if you've read it. Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. Have you read? This one messed me up because we are engineers. We are doers, right? We there's a problem, we will go solve it. But what you realize once you start running a business, once you start investing is, is like, you need to have other people do stuff for you. You need to start giving up responsibility and roles and tasks to other people so that you can accomplish more. Because if you're the one doing everything, you're gonna be stuck. Your business will never grow past your limitations. Yep. And what do people understand about you most? Uh, everyone, they think like real estate, they just think you're a realtor, right? They don't really understand what real estate vets. So it's like, you're like, hey, yeah, I, I'm in real estate or I buy real estate or whatnot. And then they'll start asking about the housing market in their area, like the single family housing. And I'm like, I buy apartment buildings in the Midwest. I could tell you in five minutes whether or not an apartment building is a good deal to buy in the Midwest. But if you ask me, how are housing prices in Texas? I have no freaking idea. More than I feel like you would know more than I do. I have no, I don't know the market. I don't even really understand the pricing of houses because that's not what I've invested my time to learn. So it's really funny how many people are like, oh, you're in real estate, you're a realtor. No, I do something a little bit different. And I'd love to talk to you guys about what I do. And what's one piece of advice you'd give to engineers who are hesitant 
to take that leap into real estate investing? Yeah, maybe it's like there's no catch, right? The get rich quick in real estate, that's the catch stay away from those. But it's something you need to do, whether or not you're leaving your W-2 in the future because of it, or you just you need you just want more passive income. Do it, right? Just start learning about it. Start investing time into it. Your family will thank you. Your future self will thank you. But we are, engineers are some of the smartest people out there. Yet they will work harder than other people. And that makes no sense to me, right? Work smarter, not harder. Look at real estate as a fantastic, as a fantastic investment vehicle to start creating a better life for yourself. And where do you see your real estate journey taking you in the next five years? So I'm 28 now and my year, th so 300 units by 30 is my goal. So beyond the next two years, after, I don't know what's happening after that, but once I, 300 units by 30 years old. And what's crazy about that is I will be able to retire at 30 years old off the income and cash flow and equity of my properties. How crazy is that? I'm not talking I'm 55, 60 years old, and finally I can retire and access 401. This is legitimately age 30, get to retire. And that is mind-blowing. Now I will continue to invest in real estate because I'm not, or maybe I'll play maybe a little bit more golf, but we'll still continue to do this because I love it. This is a very, it's very fun to acquire more properties. And lastly, in just three steps, can you outline a simple blueprint for engineers who want to start their journey in yes. real estate okay. investing? Number one, education. Three E's, right? Education. So I'm talking read books, listen to podcasts. Biggerpockets.com is an awesome, awesome resource to just ask questions, learn, whatever. All right. So now you're educated. You need to start taking action. So events, this is the second E, go to events. I'm talking local meetups, go to meetup.com, go to Facebook, search your town and anything within one hour that has to do with the real estate that you're interested in, whether it's multifamily or short-term rentals, Airbnbs or single family fix and flips or whatever it may be, start going to the local meetups and caught in other conferences right around the country. The reason you have to do this is because you as an engineer are so brilliant, so smart. You're going to walk into these meetups and you are going to see some less smart people doing very freaking well in life, probably at a, some of them at a younger age. And you're going to look at them and you're going to say, that jabroni can do it. I certainly can do it. And you need that realization. You need to realize that you are so capable as an engineer that you can do this and you can probably do it better than most, but you need to see that the other people are doing it and doing well. So that's the second one was events. And the third part of the blueprint is environment. At this point, you need to start surrounding yourself with like-minded real estate investors, business because if you're just surrounded by just engineers that don't want to do anything besides work, is that's going to be, you're the sum of your five closest friends. That's going to be who you are. So you need to start joining networks, start joining masterminds, and maybe even invest in some coaching around real estate or whatever you want to learn, because that is how 
when you have the accountability of people around you, when you start having questions or doubts, they are who is bringing you up and they are showing you the way, the path to achieving wealth in real estate. Oh, yeah. I second that mastermind aspect and those who you are around. At least for me, I joined a mastermind earlier this year. The, it's called the Action Academy, and that's been super helpful, being around like-minded individuals who are just out here killing it, man. And as you were talking about earlier, where your family and friends, they love you so much that they don't want you to fail, to fail. So they sometimes indirectly bring that negativity aspect when you're with it with a group of like-minded individuals, they're pushing you like, oh, hey, this is how, this is what I did. You can do it. You can do that. Hey, it's possible. So Love it. And yeah, it's man. so funny. Like my 100%. dad still like clearly have the actions to back up. Million dollars created in two years. And that was since joining a mastermind was February, 2021. MIH, make it happen mastermind. He still will like, I mentioned housing, he'll still have a negative comment. I'm like, man, when are you going to learn? And I'm like, I guess I got to work harder on you, man. I got to really... I got to, I don't know, maybe I just show up to his day, his house one day, retire him, pay off his house or something. And then maybe at that point, he'll realize just how powerful this investment vehicle is. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming out to the podcast today. And if people want to reach out to the Cashflow Cowboy, how can they learn yeah, more so, about you? Um, if you want, if you want some entertainment, some education, go to my Instagram at Cashflow Cowboy. If Facebook as well, right? If you don't have Instagram, very similar content. And then if you want to learn more about me or check out more about me, my website, www.cashcre.com. It's like cashcommercialrealestate.com. Check me out. Bunch of resources, bunch of partnership opportunities, you name it. It's a go-to spot. All right. Sounds good. Thank you again for coming on to the episode today. and. I'm sure that our guests got a lot of gems because I definitely did. And we'll catch you all on the next episode of Engineers That Invest. You've been listening to Engineers That Invest. If you're an engineer or other busy professional and you want to learn how to build passive income, this show teaches you how through real estate investments. We'll give you all the tips and tools you need to retire on your own terms and spend more time with your families. We hope you've enjoyed the show and we hope we've helped empower you to take control of your financial future. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, you can get our free guide on passive income through multifamily investing at engineersthatinvest.com and follow on Instagram at Proportunity Partners. See you next time on Engineers That Invest.